The summer travel series has been supported by the Regional Tourist Board, Zelina Tourism Region and the Ministry of Transport and Construction of the Slovak Republic. to all of you who love exploring Slovakia and to those of you who'd like to visit the country in the future. There's a spectacular Slovakia, the travel show that takes you to different corners of this beautiful land. Welcome, I'm Peter Dlhopovac. We have been talking a lot about different tourism regions of the Zilina region over the summer and this episode will be no different. However, we'll zoom in on the Riots region this time. You may know the region for the well-known bottled mineral water Riots, which has its origin here, and if you are a Kofola fan, the soft drink gets bottled in the region, in fact, in the same plant as well. The Riots region is situated a stone's throw from the city of Zilina and, in my opinion, is very well connected with the city. The Riots town is the center of the region and it is also the oldest settlement here. But it is the spa town Riotske Teplice that attracts tourists from around the world. This region is not huge, which I personally like, but it offers pretty much anything you can think of. It's surrounded by two hill ranges, Stražovské vrchy and Sulovské vrchy, as well as the Lučanská Malá Fatra Masiv, so you can go hiking, swimming, skiing, cycling, or other activities that you may try in the Riots region, and you can definitely get more spiritual in one of the villages. So, what's coming up on this episode? We're going to talk to a Slovak man who left the UK in Ireland to settle down in the quaint village of Chichmani, and we're also going to speak with a Frenchman living in Rajetske Teplice. All right, let's get on with it. Here's the show. It was a sunny Friday morning. I left a small hotel in Rajetske Lesna and walked to the main road from where a bus to Fajkovske was about to leave. And from there I decided to start a hike to a peak called Klak. For its shape anyone can recognize it, even from the road. It offers splendid views of the whole area, people told me, and they didn't lie. The hike was quite a challenge at first, with no views, but they then changed to a fairly easy walk. I believe it took me 90 minutes to reach the top. I also decided to go and see Klatsky waterfall, which is located half an hour from the peak. The waterfall's from a height of 30 meters, and it was definitely worth walking down to the waterfall and climbing back up to Klak. When I was returning from this peak, I also made a stop at another peak called Revan. I must say, Fajkovske Sedlo is a fascinating place. Not only it is a ski resort, but what's more, it is a natural border between the ranges Malafotra and Stražovske Vrchy. And it is a border between the Trenčín region and the Žilina region as well. In the past, Fajkovske Sedlo witnessed intense battles between Nazi Germany soldiers and Slovaks taking part in the 1944 Slovak National Uprising. 16 Slovaks died here and 25 German soldiers were reported to have died here as well. So, if you ever find yourself in this part of the Riots region, stop for a moment, look around and imagine what this place must have looked like decades ago and what those Slovak partisans must have gone through in the hills. Local people also enjoy a hike to Skalky about Rajtske Teplice. It's a short one and it offers a panoramic view of the spa town. Skalny Budzogan, a rocky formation resembling a clenched fist, is also popular. This one is accessible either from Rajtske Teplice or from this Bino village. The latter option is shorter. A nice walk to Lietava Castle is a must-go for history buffs. If you climb the castle from the Lietavska Svinna village, you will enjoy an amazing view of the castle right from the road. So you essentially don't need to go up if you want to possess just a nice picture. However, it is one of the largest and most visited castle ruins in Slovakia. So if you're around 
climb the Cibulnik hill and visit Lietava castle. There's a mysterious double throne too, so another great idea for a picture, don't you think? Going back to Fatschkovske Sedlo, from here you can walk through the woods and get to the Chichmani village, and from Chichmani you can set out on a hiking trip to Strážov, the highest peak of the Strážovské vrchy hill range. But we're now going to make a stop in Chichmani, one of the hubs of Slovak folk architecture and traditions. I met here a man who comes from the Orava region, but he decided to move to Chichmani. His name is Juraj Kudiak, and here is what we talked about. You used to live in England, in Ireland, um, and then you decided to return to Slovakia and settle in Chichmani. Why? Because I've seen many people are coming over trying to get services, more information about this culture, about history. So we decided to add our work into it. But I would go back to your childhood, because you spent a lot of time here, I would say. We visited Chichmani a few times. Um, our grandmother, she used to live with us and uh, she decided to move from here. Also my mother and there were not, not many people living here. So we spent a lot of work on our houses because they were in very bad state, very bad, bad conditions. But apart from that, do you remember anything about the life of people, what they used to do? Yeah, I rem- remember old people, uh, they were very skilled and uh, I des- decided to learn some skills from them. This is actually something we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. About the houses, what I know about the village, uh, it's the year of 1921, a huge fire in the village. So this village is really, or maybe it used to be, full of wooden houses. Oh, we have about 130 wooden houses here. Still a lot. There were much more houses in the past. In the past, uh, I, I believe there were more because, because the fire destroyed a lot of them. But the lower side of the village is still original as it was before. So after the fire, people built the same type of houses like they were before. This, actually, w- w- in which we are here, uh, this is the old barn we inherited. And actually, the reason uh, we came over here was the very bad state of our houses because we we have two wooden houses and they were very rotten, um, almost destroyed. Yeah, so we should say that you actually own three houses. In one of them you live, then there's another house, there is a souvenir shop, yeah. am I right? And then the third one, uh, I, you said it, it was it used to be a barn, now it's a um, restaurant in the summer. That's true. Me. Yeah. And then outside summer, you use it for accommodation services exactly. so people can rent it. Now I must say it's a really nice, tiny complex of small houses, um, especially the souvenir shop. It's brave to say, but I think you turned this village into something that attracts even more tourists than it used to be. I was here, well, as a child 20 years ago, a school trip. I don't know. I don't think this place existed at the time. I remember just the museum. So there are two museums. Um, one is 42. That's the number of the house. And there's one museum. And then the second house. The second one we, we called Radienov Dome. And it's three stores house with balcony. It's a special house because there used to be more houses like this. They are all, they are all gone by fire. 
let's just very briefly say what we can find in the museum. I, I would assume those exhibitions tell us what the life used to be in this village like. That's right. And uh, you, you can see the, the collection of uh, what people used to wear. And there is also an exhibition of everyday life. Um, well, people should see it. They should come here and they should experience it, let's say that way. Um, outside your houses, there's the information boards and they explain your story. And on one of them, we can read that you can sew and you can knit because you learned it from your grandfather. Am I uh, right? Actually, that, that was a person. Who, he was a friend of, of my grandmother. They were all very old. He was 90 years old and I was 15 I had a dream to wear the traditional costume, but I didn't have all the parts. I missed trousers and uh, traditional socks, and I knew that he is still knitting traditional socks the same way. So I was visiting him, and he always refused me. No, I don't remember that. I'm too old. I forgot it, and uh, and so on. I decided to learn it by myself, and. I, all the time I came and visited him, he said, oh, you are doing very well, carry on. <laughs> and that was, I would say, a few years passed and he was still alive. And I came over and I visited him with uh, made socks and he couldn't believe that I did it. But I, I uh, showed him needles, wool, everything. everything. And he was so surprised. He, he, he said, I knew you make it. You will make it. Now, you have next to you a basket with some products you made yourself, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so listeners can't really see it. So it's up to you. You should describe what those things are, what they look like. Those are traditional women's socks. We call it Nohavichki. And this is a pair of uh, men's socks we called Kopitsia. And both are made for for winter time they are made from four colors and on on five needles the technique is quite difficult at the, at the beginning uh, you have to be careful not mixed all the colors together and there is a pattern i'm following the traditional pattern this village is actually um really well known among slogs but i believe also abroad uh, for its various designs and patterns and you can obviously we can see them now on your socks but we didn't say it but also the wooden houses uh, they are painted in these patterns um, so what are like the most common patterns we can see on the houses let's say and probably also on your socks the patterns are coming from nature all you can see are hearts crosses animals footprints exactly animals uh, animal uh, footprints and very sim simple signs. Uh, so I remember that uh, the Olympics, I believe it was in Brazil. Uh, uh, first time, it, that was in London. It was in London. Mm -hmm. So these patterns from Chichmani appeared on the gear of the Olympic team from Slovakia. That's right. Olympic organizers were traveling through Slovakia and trying to get some inspiration, what they could use on, on the dresses. And they visited Chichmani and they decided, they liked it here. They decided to try and, and design the dresses. And that was very good for the village. So you promoted the village in this way? They promoted the village this way, yes. What, what things can we find in your souvenir shop? Socks, that's one thing. What other products do you make yourself? Uh, we make um, blankets and uh, 
Is it clothing? Clothing, in, exactly. In particle, right? We we make uh, linen cloth clothing as well for summer and woolen for winter. Wool is uh, amazing. You can wear it wear it in summertime as well because it's very good properties. Um, so you mentioned that we. Um, so it's not just you who makes these beautiful clothing and various products. So you have your own business, which is called Pekne from Slovakia. Yeah, we we have a group of uh, people who help us. Mm. Um, we created a company. We have a workshop, and we mo- most of the time in the year we spend in in the workshop creating things. So it's very creative, and we are inspired by traditions. And we, for the winter, we make uh, hats and scarves and uh, jumpers, uh, sweaters. Um, and bl- people can find it with. online. Online, you can find it online. Yes. Great. Is it? Is there anything else you do? Ten years ago, we uh, I was building wooden houses. I helped people to refurbish, reconstruct structurally the wooden wooden houses traditional way. Here in the village. Here in the village, and also outside outside the village. Then we created. The workshop. The workshop. Yeah. Oh, okay. What is it like to live in Chichmani during the summer season when there's a lot of people coming in? Do you get headaches? We, oh, actually, no, <laughs> no. We we got used to it. My job is to look after and maintain our tree houses. That's a lot of work. When it's beautiful weather, we do outside, and when it, when it's raining, when it's snowing, when when it's bad weather, then we say. Okay, we do something creative inside the workshop. That that's our life. We are all all the time busy. When tourists come here, what can they do here? And I don't mean just like during the summer, but maybe outside the season during, during the winter. Let's say people in the winter time can ski. We have a skiing resort, and they're beautiful skiing slopes. What is the name of that? Uh, we small call resort. Uh, we call it Javorinka. Javorinka. Also, f- for those who love cross country skiing. Like as me, uh, we have hundreds of kilometers of footpaths and roads through woods, and it's beautiful nature, very untouched. And then about the summer, uh, what events do you organize here? We organize cultural events, traditional music. We organize uh, crafts, crafters. So people, can, uh, people, if they come, if tourists come here, people come here, they can try, let's say, knitting. They can try knitting. They can try embroidery or okay. uh, pottery, painting. But I don't think they would be able to make, well, let's say, these socks we can see here on the table. Uh, how, be, how long does it take to make these? I need two days for a pair. So one one sock take takes about 10 hours okay well we can at least we can at least try and then buy them in, uh, in the souvenir shop do you have a lot of foreigners coming into the village actually we we do yes yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, from, from which part of the world um now it's a little bit changed those two years but outside the pandemic uh, out, outside uh we used to have uh, um germans okay netherlands belgium well uh, you mentioned koreans as well yes that's uh thanks to Our Korea plant in Jilina. We were making them events, like show, showing skills how to make sheep cheese, for example. So for them, it mm-hmm. must be really interesting as well. But I, I would say the word I'm looking for is exotic. They were they were flabbergasted when we were making cheese because they they don't know the the technique. And after 20 minutes um, heating up the milk, they were surprised how 
how can cheese be made after 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the secret we know. I remember they didn't like Slivovica at all. <laughs> so what are you proud of the most? People are coming here from all over the world and services were missing, uh, houses in bad state. That was not what we are. We wanted to show other people. So it took us many years to build infrastructure and now it's running and we have to look after the place and keep it keep it alive keep it alive That was Juraj Kudyak living in the Chichmane village. I should add, a third museum has been opened in Chichmane this summer and you can find here plenty of old chess. I'm going to take you now to the Raitska Lesna village, which is home to several sites. So despite attracting crowds of people, Raitska Lesna, which was known as Freewald until 1948, is a typical quiet Slovak village. The only thing you can actually hear is just a car, a tractor, church bells or the Raitschianska river, which flows through the Rides Valley. When I visited the village for the second time, a half marathon was taking place there, so villagers were really loud. They walked out of the main road to cheer every single runner. Um, I've never run actually a half marathon, but I've always wanted to give it a shot, so I may be back next year, who knows. The event starts and finishes in the town of Rajec. Rajecka Lesna is a pilgrimage site in the first place. In the middle of the village stands a basilica minor, and a stage with benches is placed opposite the church. This square gets crowded, I imagine only during pilgrimage festivals. You'll find here a remnant of the church from the 13th century as well. A bit further you can climb a Calvary hill from 1921. You can actually see it from the square if you stand next to the Basilica Minor and this is a very peaceful place with several stations of the cross and a nice view of a part of the village. I loved it there. Um, besides, below the Calvary Hill, you can also find the Our Lady of Lourdes Chapel with the water springs. Potable water, don't worry, so refill your bottle if you're around. Legend has it that a poor woman who was blind used the water to wash her eyes and she could then see the world again. Well, it did not make me healthier, I still gotta wear glasses and I haven't got rid of my back pain either, but it might help you. One of the best known sites in Rajska Lesna is however the largest Slovak Bethlehem. It's made of wood and Josef Pekera, who was born in the region, worked on it for several years. It's placed in a house next to the Basilica Minor and it depicts various parts of Slovakia. Of course, in the heart of it you can see the famous nativity scene, but the rest is castles, churches, various crafts, small figures that move and peak Krivány, the symbol of Slovakia. It is a nice visual quiz, in fact. I'll give you one more travel tip that can be found very close to this village, Giza. This attraction is a must-see, although it's not a natural Giza. You can get there by car or you can simply cycle walk there. I walked to the Giza and it took me about an hour to find it. There are no signs leading up to this refreshing attraction, but it sprays out water right next to the road, so you won't miss it. Plus, it's marked on Google Maps. You won't get lost. Okay, it's time to visit the main attraction of the Rides Valley, the Rides Teplice Spa Town. The Aphrodite Spa House and its architectural style will definitely take you back to the ancient Greece times. Some may be wild, others may say, oh my god, it's so cheesy. 
I was wowed, not just because of the architecture, but also for high prices. We did a quick tour of the spa and let me tell you, they've got so many pools and saunas there. Had we not had a guide, I would have gotten lost 100%, I swear. You should know that most of the time I remember not that useful information, so I know a part of the spa is designated for nudists after a certain hour and they also run different sauna rituals, one for all. In a sauna, a man shows you how to beat yourself with different kinds of twigs. And you also get a ginger shot during one of these rituals, but I don't remember if it's supposed to be a reward. Either way, it is a wonderful and most importantly healing place. People with neurological diseases or diseases of the locomotor system often come here and I gotta come back for that ginger shot. I'm still intrigued. But now let's talk to Jean Gato, a Frenchman who resides in Reitzke and I started the interview by asking him how he ended up in the town. Une suite de voyages autour du monde After traveling the world for work, I eventually decided to land and live in Slovakia. And are you the only Frenchman in the town? I'm probably the only one here, but there are about 80 French people living in the Zilina region. I know it because I represented French people based in this region for 10 years. I heard you are like a magnet, persuading French people to come to Reitzke-Teplice. Is that true? J'ai cru à un moment pouvoir faire venir les Français en Slovaquie. I thought for a moment I could bring the French to Slovakia. A few small groups actually arrived, including my former colleagues and family members. But French people are not interested in Eastern Europe, although this country is beautiful. French people still have some sort of reluctance in terms of the environment, um, different ways of life. Au niveau d'environnement, au niveau peut-être de, de différence de, de vie, etc. And once they come here, what do they think of the rights region and Reitzke-Teplice? Ils sont très curieux. Évidemment, euh, les termes restent attractifs. Bon, mais peut-être un peu cher pour le français qui n'aime pas trop dépenser. They are very curious. Uh, a spa house in the town is obviously attractive, although a bit expensive for French people who don't like to spend too much money. But they really want to know more about history. Uh, many went to Poland as far as to Auschwitz-Birkenau. And they're also interested in tourist attractions such as wooden churches and everything that's made the history of Slovakia, which for a French person is quite hard to understand. And the Aphrodite spa house that looks like from the ancient times? En général, ils sont très agréablement surpris. C'est vraiment quelque chose qui sort de l'ordinaire. Ils apprécient d'ailleurs. They are pleasantly surprised. It really is something out of the ordinary. They besides appreciate the services and the atmosphere, but they are sometimes disappointed when it comes to the gastronomy. It's different from what they know, but overall they are interested. I think that could be the reason for their next visit. We had a few groups that actually returned three times, but it's still very complicated to persuade French people to come to our beautiful country. 
pour, pour une, une prochaine fois. On a eu quelques groupes qui sont revenus deux ou trois fois. Mais c'est quand même très compliqué à faire bouger les Français jusqu'à jusqu'à notre notre beau pays. Je voudrais rajouter quelque chose. Un des aspects les, les plus positifs qu'on a eu par rapport aux Français, les Français qui sont venus en général. I would like to add something. There are also French people who have their family in Slovakia. They are French, but their parents came from Slovakia or other Eastern European countries, and they return to meet and find cousins of their parents. And these are very moving moments. The spa house is undoubtedly the main attraction, but what other sites and places do you recommend uh, tourists to visit uh, in the town or in the region? Well, C'est tout à fait classique. Hein, quand on a des Français ici, on, bien sûr, il y a les thermes, il y a Sismani, il y a les châteaux, euh, Trechno, euh, les Tavares, enfin bon, tout ce qui est autour. Le, le passage du there's a lot to see and do in the region, and within 150 kilometers from here, the Chichmane village castles such as Letava and Strechno and rafting on the Var River are popular, but also, interestingly enough, people from the west uh, find old collective farms interesting. I like to add the connection between France and Slovakia is a real problem. A regular Freiner line does not operate all the time and we saw a group of 30 people being forced to cancel the hotel reservation just because the flight was cancelled. La communication entre la France et la Slovakie, c'est une vraie galère. La ligne régulière par Ryanair ne fonctionne pas tout le temps. On a vu un groupe de 30 personnes être obligées d'annuler euh, les réservations en hôtel parce que le vol était annulé. Donc le vrai problème, c'est la communication. How often do you go to the spa town here? J'ai pratiqué, j'ai fait quelques cures. Je veux dire que je suis de moins en moins assidu. I tried several procedures in the past, but not anymore. And maybe it's because of my age or the prices. I don't know. But it has become less interesting for me. Le côté un peu familial s'estompe, donc ça... Je... Pour moi, c'est moins attractif. What is your favorite place in Radzkitiplice? Chez moi. My house. And besides your house? C'est un village qui est très vivant. Il y a beaucoup de tourisme. Des gens qui viennent de tous les pays. Et moi qui ai bourlingué dans le monde entier. It is a very vibrant town. There's a lot of tourism, people from different countries, but it doesn't bother me much. I, In fact, I sometimes enjoy discussions with foreigners who stop by at our house. J'ai des discussions avec des Allemands, avec des Tchèques. Bon, on s'ébrouille quelquefois avec un vocabulaire réduit. Mais c'est assez attractif. This is my last question. Was it a good decision to settle down in Reitzkitzplitzem? 
Et en particulier, un certain nombre de circonstances. There were several reasons why I settled down here. It's a long story, but one of the reasons was definitely my Slovak wife, whom I'd met in France. And we're now here, living in a picturesque house. On est dans une maison très pittoresque. Ça a été complètement fortuit. On s'est arrêté là et j'ai dit à Iveta, va sonner pour voir si cette maison est à vendre. Voilà comment on est atterré ici. Donc euh, voilà, c'est tout un tout un enchaînement d'histoires et d'opportunités en définitive. Jean Gato talking to me there. I'll just add, you can also find outdoor swimming pools, Laura and Veronica in Reitz and Reitzka Teplice. I also want to point out two more things. A small swan lake in the spa town. You can even rent a boat here and do some ice skating in winter. It's one of the most... Romantic places I've ever been to, I must say, with fountains, fish, ducks, and a restaurant. And the other place I enjoyed is the local brewery and restaurant called Flam. They even have their own beer spa, and you can rent e-bikes in this place as well. I think this is actually a good thing, because the rides region is very compact, and having a bike with you is indeed an ideal way how to explore the whole valley. Well, we're almost done, but let's do a quick round of other places to visit. Place number one, Museum of Transport housed in the Reitzkateplitzer railway station. Place number two, the water dam Košiare where you can go fishing. Place number three, the house where General Josef Gavčík was born. Gavčík took part in the anthropoid operation assassinating the high-ranking Nazi official Reinhard Heydrich. The house and the monument can be found in the Polovsia village near Reitzkateplitzer. Place number four, rock climbing is an activity that you can try in several locations in the Reitz valley, including in the villages Lietava, Porubka and Babko. Place number five, the rock formation called the Needle can be found very close to the Josef Gavčík house and it can be seen from a train or a car. Place number six, near riots you can find a bioclimatic park Drenjeva, which is essentially a community farm. Thanks for listening, lovely people. I'll be back very soon to tell you more about the very last tourism region of the Zhilina region. Enjoy the rest of the summer. Join me then.